Welcome back guys to episode 15. Today I spoke with IFBB athlete Carmen Hange, who competed as a ski racer in Switzerland and then moved to British Columbia at 16 where she joined an ice hockey academy and graduated from high school in Canada. It was in Canada that she unfortunately broke her L2 in an ice hockey training session. Miraculously, after two serious surgeries, she then went on to get a scholarship where she earned her Bachelor of Exercise Science. Carmen has gone on to compete in competitions in Europe and impressively placed eighth at the Arnold Amateur in 2017. Please share and tag us and even review the podcast on iTunes. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh my god, you have such an Australian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm a Kiwi, but I did live in Melbourne for ten years, so maybe that's because of it. (laughs) Is it different from New Zealand and from Australia? Um, it is it's more how do I describe it? Like I don't wanna say Mm. It, yeah, it, it's beautiful. They're both really beautiful for different reasons, I think. Like, I really love Melbourne because it was in a big city and it was great in my 20s. Um, but, yeah, it's really nice, obviously, coming back here and, and being a mom and living. I'm living in a more rural area, um, which is still outside a really big city. So they're both, I think, beautiful for different reasons. But I enjoyed Australia because it was a lot warmer, I think. I, I love hot climates. Oh, oh yeah, New Zealand's lower, hey? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, we get the snow. What about you guys? I mean, I've been over to Switzerland. It honestly, I'd have to say, is one of the most beautiful countries I've been to. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ever visit, let me know. I'll show you around gladly. It's really beautiful, honestly. Like, you know, I lived in the U.S. for a little bit and in Canada before, too. And then after I came back, I kind of started appreciating it a lot more. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Just, and the security and everything, you know, finances and health and everything here is just like wonderland sometimes compared to everywhere else. Yeah, it's run very well, sort of like Germany. Yeah. Like, we couldn't believe when we went over there. We're like, it's so beautiful. Like, the roads, like, everything's just like, yeah, it's really, really well done. Very structured, yes. <laughs> yeah, we went to um to Candesteg. I'm trying to think of the other lake. Um, yeah, everywhere around Candesteg. Oh, I mean, Candesteg, um, Briensersee. Yes, exactly. And Lake Toon. Yes, Lake Toon. And then there was another one that started with O. Um, O H or um, it was up. We went. Up, yes. Oh my. O E S C H. Yeah, Oshinensee. Yes. Very blue. Oh my gosh, we've got this photo of my like fight because we took our five month year old traveling around Europe. Um, and yeah, we just have the most incredible photos. That was, yeah, it's, it's a, it was like a dreamland being up there. I'll send you a picture after of where I went hiking a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. You'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Zealand's like that in parts. But yeah, I just, I mean, after all the places I've traveled, honestly, Switzerland was one of the places that I just went, wow, that's somewhere I definitely come back to. <laughs> My boyfriend was supposed to go to Australia in the spring and then New Zealand after. And then he had to return for Corona, so we're planning on going together once the whole stuff is over. Oh, yeah, no, definitely well worth it. Whereabouts were you going to go in Australia? Just do the whole East Coast? I don't know. He went to, he only went to Perth and Sydney, I think, and he was supposed to see, like, everything. 
Wow. Yeah, Perth is really beautiful. It's sort of like it's about a seven-hour um, flight uh, to the West Coast. But yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge, yes. <laughs> so how was your Pilates class? Like, have you, is that what you've been doing tonight? Or a coaching? Yeah, all day. Well, all day I have Pilates class. Like, I'm, tr- I'm, it's like an education to become a, a teacher. Wow, okay. Which actually was super interesting. But, you know, when you go to those courses and some people just, like, constantly ask questions <laughs> like, yes I'm like, shut up know, and get it over with something and i'm like okay like she just answered the question <laughs> two minutes ago but you're just asking to like reaffirm but yeah. other than that it was really cool and honestly it's pilates it's something that can totally be implemented in fitness and how like it's because I did yoga and the breathing techniques for yoga, you know, it's like more belly out than chest out. Yeah. And Pilates, the breathing is for bodybuilding, for example, it makes a lot more sense. And even aesthetically, you breathe in like your stomach doesn't push out when you do ab exercises and stuff. So for me, you know, focusing more on aesthetics in my training, it makes so much more sense. Brilliant. So you're sort of, um, I mean, are you guys using the reformer or is it strictly? Um, yeah, no, yeah. this is just on the mat. Nice. This is just on the mat. But I actually just got um, offered or I applied for a job where it's like a power class, which is a mix between strength training and Pilates on the reformer. And they actually just submitted me to their academy that's starting next Wednesday. So I'll have another course load to do before I start with my job within IT recruitment. Wow. So lots going on. Everything's like going really well. Yeah, so you've done you've done a lot like have you done exercise science as well, did I hear? Like you've done a lot of courses. Yeah, that's my bachelor's in, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Busy woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess well, I'm, I gotta learn from you how to do podcasts because I think it's super interesting, and I would really like to start something like that. Yeah, within because um, a lot of it is in English. Yep, yeah, sure. But there's barely anything in German, so oh. it would be something interesting as well. Absolutely, I'll send you through all the information. Um, yeah, because it's actually, oh my god, that would be so amazing. Yeah, no, without a doubt, and it's all um, I've all sort of worked it so that you can do it. I mean, it doesn't even cost, so which is always a great thing. So yeah, <laughs> especially now, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. So let's start, I guess, by giving okay. the listeners a little bit of background yeah. into who you are exactly. So we could start with your age, and then I guess um, how many um, comp- um, competitions you've competed in. So I am currently 25 years old. I was born in 1995, and so far, I think it's nine competitions that I have done. Oh my goodness. I'm not 100% sure, but a lot of times I started in different classes or in like the junior class and the open and stuff like that. Wow. So when, what age would you have been for your first comp? Um, I, my first competition was in the spring 2016, so I was 21 years old. Oh, did you get into it um, through someone else or is it just something you'd always wanted to sort of get into yourself? Um, no, so actually, it's kind of an interesting story on how I got into bodybuilding. So I used to be a ski racer in Switzerland, of course. Yeah. And then I did um, ice hockey for quite a bit. And through ice hockey, I decided to move to Canada at the age of 16. 
So I moved out of my parents' house and went to a hockey academy in Canada, in British Columbia, close to Vancouver, where I graduated from high school. And then during the summer training, I got hurt. Um, So in 2014, I actually broke my L2 vertebrae. And that was um, like a career-ending injury. Well, I didn't know at at that point that it was career-ending, but I was very um lucky to even be walking mm-hmm. again so that was very uh different so after that i did a lot of rehab and i i got a scholarship for ice hockey and academics to go to college did rehab at the college with the athletic trainers there um had to go to switzerland for a second surgery because my um the vertebrae and the discs surrounding the vertebrae that was damaged did not um, heal any at all. Like the discs started to deteriorate. So I actually had to get a second surgery. And after that, I told myself, I got to, you know, work on strength and make sure that I'm hit, fit and healthy. And so I started with fitness and going to the gym. And there I got approached by someone at the gym, like a trainer at the gym, and she was like, "Hey, you, your shape is really good for a bikini. Would you be interested in, in doing a show?" And that's kind of when I was like, "Oh, well, what is she talking about?" And you know, like everyone else, tries just like go on Instagram first and kind of look up, "What is she talking about?" And I was like, "All right, this sounds like a new challenge for me, and it gives me some structure that I lost through not being able to." play ice hockey anymore and that's how I got into it. That's amazing. What I'm going to do, Carmen, I'm just going to run and grab a second charger just because I'm doing it from phone mm-hmm. to phone. Give me one Okay, that's better. Gosh, I was just going to say, you must have been absolutely devastated. Like if you were sort of skiing at a competitive level, that must have been a really big change for you. Yeah, it was it was pretty tough because I was, you know, in the hockey academy, we literally had a program from 6 in the morning till 6 at night. And going from that and having such a structure to basically just a couple of classes in college and everything else was up to me was pretty, it was a big change. Wow. So did, they, did you come back home to Switzerland when you did? When you no. Did... No. Wow. Um, so when I got hurt in Canada, I wasn't allowed to travel. Right. due to the severity of the injury. And then I went straight to college to start my my schooling since I was on a scholarship regardless. Sure. And then after that, I only went home for the summer to get the surgery. And then I went back and actually graduated with my bachelor's degree in exercise science in three years instead of four. Because for me, it was like, oh, I have so much time now without ice hockey it was kind of fun oh my goodness so can you do anything sort of high um high intensity like how do you find doing like hip training and things does that affect things honestly i don't have restrictions anymore so even from my my doctors they told me you can do anything that doesn't hurt and that's not contact sports where you're putting yourself into the danger to getting hurt brilliant so I don't, like, for me, it's like, I don't really do deadlifts just because I don't, like, it doesn't feel good. Like, I'm kind of scared. Yeah. 
a little like it's just like mentally I think still yeah, and other than that I've done like I literally I, I've done boxing you know and I've done jujitsu I've gone skiing like I'm, there's nothing really that I can't do brilliant brilliant so what about your last show Carmen like what was the last show you competed in was that in Romania um, my, actually, no, there was one after. I went to the Dennis James Classic after, but that didn't place there. That was also, like, a, like, the show was good, but, um, my airplane got canceled and we had to drive and everything, so I was way too stressed out to even enjoy stage, so sure. the last one that I actually, like, really competed at a level that I'm happy with was Romania. Brilliant. And do you feel like that show that you weren't happy with, did the cortisol, do you think, have an effect on your physique? Or was it, what do you think sort of came into play? No, my physique didn't look much different. Me and my coach, I had a different coach then, but we tried to fill out more. And I think my body looks better when it's very, like, lean and dry. Because I do have quite a bit of muscle mass. So for bikini... And depending on who you step on stage with, I, I, I just didn't feel like it was the right physique in, um, in Germany then for the Dennis James Classic. Sure. How are they? I mean, how are competitions over there? Is it incredibly com- like competitive? I suppose you'd have a lot of competitors showing up. Um, so compared to, I've competed in the U.S. I did two shows in Michigan 2016 and I did the Arnold Amateur in 2017. And then I, that's when I graduated after and came back to Europe. And the difference, it's kind of, for me, it was more fun to do the shows in the U.S. So far with the shows I have done, because I always went with a team. Yeah. And there, the teams don't really exist that much in Europe, or at least not yet. But I think it's something that is starting as well. Bodybuilding is, is a lot bigger in the U.S. than it is or that it has been so far in Europe. Sure. And do you find there's a different look between what the judges are looking for in Europe versus the U.S.? Or is it fairly similar? No, I think it's similar. Um, when I started to compete in Europe, I was chair- first in the the old IFBB, I call it. Sure. Where, yeah. you know, the posing is a little bit different compared to the NPC Worldwide. But after you changed, I think it's quite similar. Sure. And what about, what was your feedback from that show? And then we can go back to the show that you were happy with, if you got any, that is. I actually didn't get any feedback from the Dennis James Classic. It was like a super packed field. Sure. So I, I, I asked the judges, but they didn't even recognize any. They were like, we're not going to give any feedback right now. Sure. And then in Romania, my feedback was to just bring up my glutes. Brilliant. So how do you go about implementing that feedback? Like, what are some of your go-tos for building the glutes? Well, for me, it's... For bikini class, I always say there can't be too much glutes, almost. (laughs) Yeah, very true. And my natural physique, I'm quiet. Like, my shoulders are broad. My hips are quite narrow. And I've had legs or muscular legs from ice hockey. So the glutes have been my main focus ever since I started competing in the bikini competition. And I learned that going from training heavy and just going through the motions, I learned that there is so much, so many benefits from 
doing activating exercises prior to actually starting the workout. So I started to implement mini band work, um, like mini band warm ups and glute activating exercises such as just a glute bridge hold or uh, one legged hip thrusts on the bench, stuff like that prior to going to the heavier exercises. And for the heavy exercises, honestly, hip thrusts, I think it's the best. Hip thrusts, kickbacks, pretty basic. Yeah. Do you find your quad dominant? Like I definitely find like even when I'm doing like jump squats with things, like I can feel it once I've been doing them for a while, my quads just take over. Like I have to be really mindful to sort of get that muscle mind connection. Um, Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm quad dominant. So I've, I honestly don't train my quads anymore at all. Yeah. Brilliant. But, um, well, also because I'm right right now, I'm not doing, I'm not planning on doing any shows in the near future. So I'm just kind of training for myself right now. And my quads are fine as they are, in my opinion. So I'm not training it at all. Yeah, you have, you have very, very good quads. You, you definitely don't have any issues there for sure. Um, what about like some pro physiques? Like, do you have any favorites that like you'd sort of aspire to? I mean, if you could pick that physique, like, is, is there anyone you think that looks great? Well, of course, Isa Pecini. Yeah. I mean, she's Miss Olympia, so of course she's like the 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 best physique as from the judges. Yeah. Um, I really love her waist. I wish my waistline was like hers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then I really like uh, Priscilla Leinbacher. So she's actually Swiss. Yes. She's half Brazilian. Well, she's Brazilian, but she married a Swiss guy. And she went, I think she was fourth at the Arnolds this year. And I think fifth at the Olympia. And I really like her physique as well. And she has very mature muscle. Definitely. is Priscilla, she's quite tall. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, she's quite tall, yeah. Brilliant. So what about, um, so you've taken a break from competing. Can we maybe even delve into sort of the reasons behind that? Well, honestly, so I was planning on competing in Spain this October, but I just graduated with my master's degree in business administration. I just got hired for a 100% job within IT recruitment. I also will probably be teaching spinning and power classes so I've been so busy with working and kind of working on my career and my own online coaching and fitness business and with the corona situation I was like is it worth taking that risk and putting in that much effort when I don't really know how it will play out or how the shows will be ran and I was like maybe it's just not the right time right now brilliant so those shows that you were in in Michigan and um, what was the feedback from those Ooh, um well I was that was 2016 yeah so I was they told me to put on more muscle I remember I had to put on more muscle which is also why I took off um all of fall 2016 to prep for the Arnold Amateur in 2017 brilliant and what was your placing at the the amateur the Arnold Amateur I think I got eighth overall. So I actually got into finals, which was 
for me, pretty surprising since it was a huge show. Yeah. How many girls would have been sort of roughly in that bikini lineup? I think it was, well, you have to kind of, you have to qualify to go there. Sure. Through your country or through the IFB and then there was 35. Goodness. Is it a long day or is it fairly organized and they sort of get you through on time? The thing I remember was that we had pre-judging, I think, on Thursday and then finals on Saturday. And then we went, me and my two friends, um, uh, two girls from the from the U.S., we went to the expo on Friday. And we, I just remember I was, like, you know, dehydrated and hungry. And <laughs> you see all the protein bars and protein snacks and you can't have any. So that was pretty tough, but... um. <laughs> Uh, the Arnold Amateur was probably the fav- my favorite show I've done so far just because it was like at the big Arnold Amateur, like the big Arnold stage with the fitness expo and everything. Yeah, just such an experience. Yeah, yeah. What about hair and makeup? Is that something that you always do yourself or do you always employ someone so that it doesn't stress you on the day? Um, so depending on the competition and what they offer, I've done it myself and I've also hired people. Um, my experiences with it is so far that honestly doing my own hair works fine. Yeah. I also kind of, you know, I learned with doing it all the time and then makeup, I recommend having someone do it just because even if you can do it like during off season or you try and do it. You're going to be so nervous and uh, tired and, you know, it's just easier to just sit down and someone does it. Absolutely. And what about tanning? Have you got any tips for that? Like I found when I had my tan the first time, I was getting patches. So do you cover your skin up with something, um, I guess, like put a top on so you don't sort of sweat or anything like that? Or have you got any tips maybe for the girls to keep their tan nice throughout the day? Honestly, I take really good um, care of my skin sure. all year round so I think that makes a difference so I do peeling and especially before shows you know the elbows and the knees and um, the ankles where it's like drier skin yeah. just peel before make sure that you um, sh- I shave my whole body so I have no little like even the you know the fluffy hair anywhere there's everything's gone wow. I peel my whole body and then there's nothing really else you can do. Yeah, wow. Like, that's... honestly, that's helped me so much. And my skin is, you know, after the shows, it's always, like, perfect skin as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great tip. I haven't heard that one. So you literally shave, like, your arm hair, everything, just so the tan goes yeah, on my, beautifully. <laughs> my, yeah, everything. You know, everything. My back, you know. I was like, <laughs> Mom, can you shave my back? She was like, what are you talking about? I'm like... Like the little ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. I'm going to get my husband to do that for this one. <laughs> yeah, make sure you feel like, wait, what? He's going to be like, what are you doing, woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Carmen told me so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about hun, some of the things about competing that you love versus some of the things that maybe you wish you could change or that you don't love so much? Okay, well, I really love being on stage yeah. once I'm out there. What I don't like are the really long days. And, like, I'm very organized. Sure. So whenever it comes to, like, planning out the days, I'm super, like, okay, 9 o'clock, 
I got to have meal one, 11, meal two. And then when I'm on stage at one, you know, I do this and that before. And so I don't like how it's sometimes not as organized as it should be. But I think that's just, it's hard to do for the organizers. So, I mean, it's just something we have to deal with. And after you've done a couple of shows, you get used to it as well. And then for me, it's also really... I'm very perfectionist, so I've, I'm just very nervous nights before, where I'm like, oh my god, am I ready? Like, am I lean enough? Do I look good enough? Do I have everything? I check my suitcase all the time. So I, I'm, I come across probably like I'm pretty cool when I'm on stage, <laughs> but like, I'm, my, heart's, my heart's racing. Yeah. Have you gotten to the point where, like, with your posing, like, does it feel really fluid or are you sort of thinking the whole time, like, I need to brace here, or I need to hold this? Like, does it come naturally? Um, no, I practice it quite a bit. Yeah. So I w- used to be very nervous and I thought I was shaking on stage all the time, but I've been posing a lot and it comes quite natural. I think when I'm on stage for the competition, I forget about everything else. And then, you know, when I really like posing to music. So whenever you're on stage and there's music and lights, you forget about everything else. Definitely. Um, What about tracking food? Is that something that you do all year round? Yes. So honestly, ever since I started with bodybuilding 2016, I've been tracking or working with a meal plan. Right, so you do, you go back and forth from both. Do you have like a preference for macros or for a meal plan? So, so far I've done meal plans. I think I had one coach for one off season that did macros. Yeah. Which was fine as well. And for like the past month where I decided I'm not going to do a show in October and I started to coach myself, I've been tracking macros because I think it's, easier for implementing it into your life and being a little bit more flexible with work or going out with friends and stuff and I've been very happy with it so far so I'll see how my you know now that I'm coaching myself I like I've been tracking everything and I write everything down in an Excel sheet for like the past four years so I can go off of all that data and see how my body responds now. And so far it's been going great. Amazing. And do you, have you ever built up any food intolerances? No. 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 I'm uh, I'm allergic to kiwi fruit, but that's it. <gasps> kiwi fruit. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny what happens when I, you eat it Carmen my lips swell up <laughs> oh no I should do it before stage so it looks yes. like you know. it's like you have some Botox or fillers exactly <laughs> oh that's classic so did you just eat it one day and you're like no way this is not a good feeling well I eat it and it was like I think I had a juice, like a green juice, and I was yeah. like, okay, my lips swell up. And then I tried through all these elimination that were in that juice, and it was the kiwi fruit. And I was like, okay, now I know. Yeah, right. Wow, we. And what about, um, I guess this is a question I ask all the girls. If you had to pick one exercise for the rest of your days for your delts, your glutes, and your hamstrings, what would be your go to? Okay, so for my delts, side laterals, 
Yeah, I love, I love side laterals, especially doing like pyramids, you know, where you start with, I don't know, 12 kilos, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, for my glutes, 100% hip thrusts. Um, and with that, the variation with the Smith machine, I like that the best because it's easier to go under the bar. Yeah. And it's controlled. And then the last one was hamstrings, right? Yes, correct. Um, Romanian deadlifts with dumbbells. Oh, I love it. And do you ever train calves? So do you feel like that's an important part for a bikini competitor? <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny because I told my last coach, I was like, why do you make me train calves? She's like, you need calves. I'm like, no, I don't need calves. Um, I <laughs> and now that I do my own plan, I'm actually not training calves. But uh, so you do I, I've done it and I don't see any improvement. I'm like, I'm like one of those people that can't grow calves. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I, it's very genetic too. I know that it is because of the, the length of the muscle insertions. Yeah. But yeah, I, sh- I mean, I recommend doing it just to keep like the balance between the upper and the lower leg as well. Yes, I'm obsessed with it because like um, like you said about yourself, like I definitely don't have like the calves of the gods. And I had an ex-boyfriend years ago and he was like, you don't really have a calf muscle. So literally from the age of 18 <laughs> up until 34, I train them literally every session. And I've definitely seen um, some growth. But yeah, it's just, I think it's something that really sort of gives a well-rounded bikini physique, I think. Like, I don't know, for me, yeah. I feel like it, it makes a positive impact for sure. And it looks good in, in heels anyways, even if it's not for stage. Yes. Like anyone should really train it. Yeah, definitely. And what about some advice maybe for girls that are wanting to add size? Like what are some hypertrophy techniques that you feel like have really sort of given you muscle growth over the years? Well, of okay, so I, I had to gain a little bit of size. I mm. was muscular in my legs from playing ice hockey and skiing. I had to grow delts and I had to grow glutes. And what I learned throughout the years with with that and how to add muscle was just to really think about the muscle that you're training. Yeah. So when I go to the gym, I put on my headphones and I'm focused. And I really work with mind-muscle connection. And I used to be one of those lifters. Like when I played ice hockey, I used to play with boys. Yeah. And of course, went to the gym with them. And when they lifted a weight, I had to lift the same or more. <laughs> and I really had to let go of that ego and just focus on moving the weight in order to actually be able to squeeze and feel that muscle. Amazing. So take l- lighter weights, but focus on that mind-muscle connection. Absolutely. Um, and let's talk coaches because you sound like you've possibly had a few. So maybe we can talk about the coaches you've been with or, or you don't even need to mention names, but maybe why you sort of moved on to the next coach from from your first um, coach. Yeah, so my first coach was a girl that approached me at Powerhouse sure. um, in Michigan that was like, hey, you should do a show. Um, I moved on from her because she was just a personal trainer at the gym. And then my posing coach actually coached me into my first two shows. Um, And then after that, I had a second coach that was part of a bigger bodybuilding team in Michigan, which was really cool because 
Um, I was part of a team with, like, you know, national-level competitors, bodybuilders, physique athletes. So that was really cool. And um, after that, I moved to Switzerland, so I switched coaches mm-hmm. again. Of course, I really like having a coach that I can see in person. Love it. Um, so I had another coach in the fall of 2017 where I did, what did I do, Arnold's and two Swiss shows. Then 2018, I was prepping for a show that I didn't compete in because I was a project manager for a gym opening. Mm. And the gym opening was one week before the competition would have been. And then after the gym opened, I was not able to, like, train or eat accordingly because I mean I was still eating healthy I always stick to my plan but it was just way too much and I was like all right I'll focus on this job now so I didn't end up competing in 2018 um and then 2019 I kind of prepped myself coming sorry I'm so sorry my daughter's just woken up I'm just gonna go give it to my to my husband yeah Okay, I'm back. I'm so sorry. I'm usually at work. <laughs> this, this no worries. Happen. Don't worry. <laughs> so we were saying you're in Michigan with your coach. Oh, take me back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then I went to Switzerland and then I had a different coach. And then 2018, I couldn't compete because of the, the gym opening. And then 2019, I prepped myself for like a fitness model contest together with a good friend of mine. And then he was like, why don't you compete again? And I was like, I mean, I could. And then he um, connected me with a coach in Russia. He is actually Swiss, but he um, married a Russian girl, so he moved to Russia. And after that, I approached my coach from 2017 again. So she was supposed to coach me for this October show, but I decided to just, you know, take a break or I'm not sure if I'm not saying I'm never going to compete again but right now you know I'm just taking it day by day yeah that makes sense with everything that's going on my goodness yeah so was that um Sean's Couture that that you're talking about the opposing coach that coached you no actually Sean was supposed to coach me for or she's been coaching me for posing for this this season now so I won a sponsorship last the end of last year I think from her brilliant and would you say that all of those coaches have had similar coaching styles or have you sort of been surprised with how differently coaches yeah coach people um as far as like meal plans so all of them worked with meal plans trainings were a little bit different some of them you know the more basic hypertrophy trainings but honestly, like looking back, I'm very happy I've had a few coaches yeah. just because all of them have had something that I could learn from, like whether that's different, using different training techniques or prep peak week protocols and stuff like that. Absolutely. So what are maybe some of the things you've learned about your body that, that they've helped you, I guess, yeah, learn? So I know, what did I learn about my body? So maybe like carbs, like maybe you like worked out like you, you maybe peak better on fats or like is there anything that you're like, wow, actually that really does work, like some techniques they used? 
kind of a diff difficult question. Um, techniques they've used. I mean, I'll, all of them, I think at the end I was always very low carb for my peak weeks yeah. and for prepping into the show. So I know that I hold water whenever I eat carbs. That's something, of course, that I didn't know. Yeah. And all of them, you know, I used to not eat, like, according to schedules, I would, like, sometimes forget to eat and then eat again. And I learned that, you know, eating throughout the day and spreading out the meals, first of all, helps with just being constantly energized and being able to focus even whether that's school or work as well but it also helps with your physique and honestly like i think it's so important to keep the diet whether that's macros or your meal plan quite strict mm. all year round absolutely how much would you say you gain um from your stage weight to your improvement season um i'm around 57 kilos now and i competed at 52 so that's five kilos amazing and what about um sean's couture so maybe we can talk about some how she's helped advance your posing like have you always worked with oh her? my god <laughs> no actually it's the first first year but she's so cool she's yeah. grown she's like one of those role models like business-wise for me too yeah. she's grown a huge business with posing um she does also she also does makeup and hair before shows and she creates posing suits and I just, you know, when I decided not to do the show, I called her and talked to her about it. And she's like, oh, don't worry. Like, whenever you decide to compete, I'm there. And if you have every, like, very, very human. She's very human. And yeah. she's a business lady that used to compete, which is what I try to be or become as well. So it's really cool. Definitely. Yeah, I listened to a podcast. Um, she's an incredible personality. Like, she's got a huge competing history. Like, she really knows the industry inside out, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And she's judged as well, so she knows what she's talking about. Wow. So maybe some we can give the girls some tips maybe that she's given you over the years. Um, so what Sean, what did she help me with? So I'm actually, for like, for example, for this year, I had two different front poses. Yeah. So that's something that I always or that I want my clients to do as well is because how your physique changes from off season to going stage lean, you don't know. So being able to do both poses helps. So when you can't decide or both poses look good, that's something good. And then I also learned from her to to train on both sides. So when we do posing, you tend to like tense up muscles or stretch other muscles on one side right so when you um do the poses in both sides you um counteract the imbalances within the muscle which would also show in your physique when you're tensed up in your right shoulder it's possible that it's higher than your left so posing both ways is something that she learned as well oh. and then she also taught me how to walk like a model which is you know, being very um, soft on the toes and stepping with the toes first. Who are some maybe some um, pro physiques you um, you admire their posing? Um, one of her athletes, Jasmine Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, it's Jassy Fresh IFBB Pro on on um, Instagram, I think. Yeah. So she's really good. Um, and then 
her posing's really cool too. And then who else do I really? I like Angelica Teixeira. She's not one of her clients, but I just like her as a person as well. So, and I also really love her posing. I think she did really good at the Arnold's as well. Yes, I love the twirl. Like you know how she twirled around. Yeah, uh, she she always does something surprising. Yes. And yes. she also, she talked about that in one of her, I think it's one of her IGTV videos. She's like, you know, everyone does the same posing and then you adapt to it. So the Olympia girls do some posing. The amateurs adapt to it. So you always kind of have to mix it up. Definitely. Yeah, she's very graceful as well. Very, yeah. Yeah. What about Jennifer Dory? Like I, for me personally, I think she's an incredible poser. Yeah. And she's very pretty too. So she's like one of those girls that I'm like, she's just beautiful. She goes on stage and it's just like, wow. Yeah. I think that's like a big part of winning. Like you've sort of got, like, I find that a lot of the winners, they almost have this aura about them. Like when they walk out, you're just drawn to them. Like as much as having a beautiful physique. Yeah. I think that's, especially for a bikini, it's very important. Definitely. And maybe some tips if you've got any, Carmen, for the back pose, because I think that's something that girls can struggle with, like maybe bending yeah. over too much or not bending at the knees. or. Um, so how I hit my back pose or how I would do it right now is slight bend in the knee, Yeah. just so that you can um, kind of activate the glutes a little bit better. Keep your upper body straight. Bend that your hips so what do you call it your like interior pelvic hilt tilt exactly your pelvic tilt your pelvic tilts forward yeah your upper body stay, stay straight and then one thing that i also learned is when you point your toes out just a slight bit mm -hmm. and then you imagine that your toes are pulling inward and your heels are pulling outward that actually helps with activating the hamstrings so you get the nice glute hammy tie-in Yes. So it's kind of like uh, it's a little trick that I learned, and yeah. I think it helps a lot. Yes, yes, I almost try and pull from the inside knee a little bit. like, And, and I know what you mean. It sort of tightens everything up, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, my struggle, I would say, is activating my shoulders. Like I pull back a bit, like because I'm, when you're trying to arch, I think that's something that girls really need to let go of, sort of stressing their shoulders. They're just meant to sort of be loose, aren't they, and, and relaxed. Well, and that's something that's kind of new as well, since there is an expectation to have a broader back in order to create that bead taper now. Yeah. And what I did there is ask my figure competitor friend, how did you do the lat sprint? And then just practice the lat sprint. And when you can do the lat sprint, you put your hands on your hips and you have it. Brilliant. So you do you sort of like open up your back before you start posing? Yeah, I'm. It's for me. It's very difficult to do the lat spread. I'm yeah. not sure why it's difficult. Um, Sean also showed me how she got into it because she used to do figure competitions, and um, it's kind of like you round your your shoulders forward, so your chest is in, your shoulders are forward, so you have a really round upper back and then you put your your upper body into a straight position and then your shoulders to the side so it's kind of like you're already stretching the lats and the shoulder blades to the sides and then you're just putting the shoulders next to it 
Wow. And that's how I, I I did it, and it worked. Oh, that is great advice. I definitely, that's somewhere something I struggle with. I even struggle with feeling my lats doing like a pull down. It's just not not an area that I can sort of feel well during workouts. So, yeah, great Have you tips. tried doing like stretching, like no. a stretch reflex? So when you do the lat pull down, you just, you know, you really stretch that lat, and yeah. then you feel it stretching, and then you can contract it. That's yeah. helped me with lat activation. Brilliant. I'm definitely going to give that a go because, yeah, that's something I struggle with. And what about um, supplements, Karma? Like, are there any that you really rate and then maybe some that you think are a waste of money? Um, okay, well, I love whey protein just because, honestly, when you crave something sweet, <laughs> yes. it's like the go-to for me as well. So you can put it in yogurt and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do drink quite a bit of caffeine and I also try to have my caffeine before workouts because I think it helps a lot with focusing yeah and of course I love my coffee in the mornings too so um that and then I also just recently started to use creatine sure and I read a lot about it but so far for me it's worked I feel like I have more strength during the workouts Brilliant. So what, what are, I guess, the purpose of using creatine? Is it to build muscle or just to give strength, like you were saying? Um, so I read that it can help with just body composition changes. Yeah. So it helps with creating more muscle, but also with fat loss. Um, it does sometimes have impacts of holding more water or mm. an increase in weight. Yeah, but that's that. very individual. So I... Honestly, if you think about using creatine, I recommend just trying and seeing how your body reacts. Because for me, it's worked. For my brother, it doesn't. And we technically have the same genetics, right? So I think it's very individual. Fascinating. And would you take it out of your routine, I mean, out of your protocol closer to Com Day due to it holding water? Probably. I honestly, for as far as like when I prep for a competition, I try to like reduce as many factors that could affect my physique as possible and just stick to very basics. Brilliant. And what about um, PEDs or performance enhancing drugs within the bikini division? Like, How do you feel about maybe competing against girls that are using them? Does it bother you or you, yeah, it doesn't really affect you at all? Um, well, I guess, honestly, I've thought about this um topic before and I've of course um discussed it with people and I also always think about it you know it's a drug right yeah and then you think about tobacco or alcohol and those are drugs too and people abuse drugs people drink alcohol people smoke people take PEDs and I always say that it's your body and your choice what you put into it and you're the one that has to live with the consequences Mm. so in the end you know I think it's everyone's own decision as long as it doesn't affect anyone else and with PDs I mean of course it makes it more difficult to compete when someone else is using PDs but in the end with this sport we know that we're putting ourselves in the position to have to compete against people that have used PDs so you know it's it's just something that's normal in that sport and honestly i think in a lot of other sports as well absolutely do you think they use them in skiing like is that that would be a tested 
division, I mean, it tested sport, wouldn't it? I I don't, yeah, I guess, you know, when you have tested sports, no. Because as far as, like, Olympic sports, you know, I've I've been tested for um, PEDs when I was playing ice hockey, I think at the age of 15. Wow. And I was... I was like, okay, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I was like sick and yeah. I was like, okay, no, I'm not even playing tonight, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, when you're tested and then of course, when you're tested, then it wouldn't make sense to use anything anyways. And then it would be very unfair. But I think when you compete in a sport where, you know, it's not going to be tested, it's different. Yeah. Exactly. Then you also have the choice to compete in shows that are tested as well. Definitely. Have you ever done any of those? No, I've never done any PDs, no. No, brilliant. Sorry, I, I mean... Um, I don't uh, think it's really necessary for a bikini. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, Tizen, have you ever done a competition that um, is strictly natural? Uh, natural shows, yes. I've done... The I think the first two competitions that I did were actually natural and tested. Brilliant. But I didn't get tested at those shows, actually. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I thought it would be compulsory, but... No, I think they only tested a couple of people. Yeah, sure. Brilliant. Okay, so moving on to the beautiful amount of muscle you do have, would you say that it's like diet or your style of training? What have been some of the biggest contributors to that, to gaining that muscle? Okay, my legs are honestly from hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so I I can only, honestly, because a lot of people and judges are like, oh, you have such mature muscles. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I've done these sports since the age of three. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those muscles have developed over 22 years now. Sure. So I think that's from that. And then I do train pretty heavy. So I also, I mean, I've trained with guys and I try to keep up with them. So I think I train pretty heavy as well. And in the end, yeah, keeping your diet pretty strict year round helps as well. Absolutely. And cardio. So you definitely get in great condition. What does your typical cardio program look like? Like, do you stick to lists or do you mix it up with a bit of hit as well? Oh, um, so all the coaches that I've had so far made me do lists. Yeah. And I like it in the mornings when I get up, you know, I st- like even now that I'm not prepping, I still like to go for a morning run and I listen to podcasts or audiobooks. So that kind of is like my wake up routine. But um, I just recently started to do HIT training after my workouts. So I actually do like 45 minutes of runnings in the morning. Um, I live right by a lake, so it's really beautiful in the mornings. And then I started to do like my own creation of HIT workouts post workout that are super interesting. And I like it because it's, it's, a little bit more intense and more variable than Liz. Love it. So was that, I think I saw you training, was that you and your um, partner training at the park? Like, I think I saw Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so, so funny because he was like, <laughs> okay, so it was supposed to be a rest day of mine. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I should do a rest day, but I think I'm going to just, you know, do some body weight strength training and hit. He's like, all right, I'll come with you. <laughs> and then after the strength part, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'll do the hit. And I was like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> he's super fit too. I was like, I beat you. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this because he'll be like, you didn't beat me. <laughs> does he compete as well or what does he think of your competing? 
Um, no, he doesn't compete or he's never competed. I don't like he he won't compete. He's like, no, I don't think I'll have the discipline yeah. to do it. Um, he, you know, for me right now, going through the changes and not competing, I think are good as well because I kind of lost track of listening to my body because I've been working off of plans and working with coaches so he really likes that I'm kind of coaching myself now and listening to myself and what my body tells me because I've studied so much and I've done so many courses so he's like why don't you just coach yourself for a little bit and see how that goes so it's really interesting to do that and it's really cool he's trained me before too he actually trained me yesterday and I'm super sorry so that's really cool too as well Awesome. And how do you find, like, has it affected your relationship when you're sort of dieting down or have you sort of gotten to the point where, like, you know, all of that sort of doesn't really bother you anymore when you're, like, hungry late into a prep? Um, For me, my relationships, well, my mom always knows when I'm prepping. <laughs> Moms do. <laughs> no, but honestly, I, I, I try to always be, like, friendly even when I'm hangry but I think it does actually affect your mood and your relationships in the end so when you're prepping you just have to be very considerate make sure that your environment knows hey she's on prep or she's maybe just too tired to go out and stuff absolutely and what about peak week good old peak week everyone wants to know about this so maybe some things that have worked for you in the past or some maybe some things that you've changed um, over the years so I think most of my coaches did the same thing. Right. So I started to drink more water and going up with salts. So like a, let's go through like my normal peak week protocol. Depend like my show would be on a Saturday. Yeah. I would drink maybe four liters and four grams of salts on a Sunday. Go to five grams of salt, five liters Monday. Tuesday, six and a half, six grams of salt. Wednesday, seven and a half liters, seven grams of salt. Thursday, five grams. Wow, I know this stuff by heart. <laughs> five grams <laughs> of great. salt, five liters of water. Um, Friday until 12, I would have half a liter, so 1.5 deciliters. No more salt. And then only sips of water Friday night. And then no water on Saturday, no more salt. Wow. And then I, of course, I always um, carb loaded. Sometimes, depending on how flat I was, I would start Thursday or Friday. Okay. So, what about? Um, I mean, how many carbs? Like, would you find you'd spill over on? Like, what's sort of your limit? Ooh. I I can eat a lot. You can. And do you- I think I, I was at like. I don't, I don't, I don't really know, but I had, let's say, ten rice. I always did it with the best, the best um, results I had with the rice waffles and jam. With what? Um, the rice, the rice cakes. Yeah, rice, you call it rice cakes. Yes, rice cakes and jam or honey. Ah, uh, and do you think so I would, having a dry carb um, makes yeah. you? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've tried sweet potato. Yeah. And it didn't work as well. So I for me it, I know that dry carbs work a lot better. Great. And you were saying though if you have too much you spill over. So have you ever done that for a show? I've no, I've never spilled over so far. Oh. So I guess I've never really hit that limit yet. 
Sure. So do you take more of like a front-loading approach where you build out the carbs and then taper them off or how do you sort of avoid spilling over or do you think your coaches were just knowledgeable enough to know your body at that point? I think they always knew because I would have to show videos or, you know, when they were there in person, they would check every time after I had a a carb meal. Brilliant. And you've always had coaches that have upped you because I've never heard that technique done, like where you actually add salt in. So you add salt in and then you drop it and that makes the the water flow out on the last day by dropping the salt. Is that sort of... All of them did it, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. Um, Maybe it's a European approach. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I I always hear. Um, I've heard a lot of people say they take out salt completely in the last week, which um, yeah. Do you not? No. So I've I've never done that. I actually was advised to take salt out in the last week, um, but now I think I'd possibly. Um, maybe try and do as little as possible because I don't think my body liked me taking out the salt. And like you as well, I find when I have too much carbs, I look watery. So yeah, I'm definitely going to try a few different techniques going to my next show. But yeah, I'm yeah possibly going to try the salt one. That's pretty cool. The only thing that with this taking salt out, when you know you're like cramping, it means that you're probably too dry. You don't want to cramp when you're in stage, so that's when I would have like a little bit of salt as well, and that helps pretty fast. Or also take some magnesium powder. Sure. And are you having any specific salt? Like, are you using Himalayan, or does it not really matter which one you're using? No, just normal salt. Sure. Brilliant. So, a, a listener question How do you go about leaning down but trying to hold on to the muscle at the same time? You can't lose muscle if you always hit the same weight. So I push really hard in the gym. Like, that's that's the one thing. I'm like, all right, if you still can push the same weight, there's no chance that you've lost muscle. Brilliant. I love it. And I'm just going to open up my phone and get to a few more of the listener questions. Um, give me one second. So we've got something you can't live without on and off prep so maybe there could be a food or yeah something that just comes to mind coke zero <laughs> love it i love coke zero <laughs> yes i love diet lemonade with a bit of fresh lime in it it sort of reminds me of having a lime and vodka at night <laughs> it's like dessert for me sometimes when i'm on prep it's like oh my god my coke zero i know honestly when you get so late into prep like your diet foods just start to actually taste amazing like but if you weren't in yeah, prep you'd everything. be like yeah, I've started doing this egg white and oats and I blend it up and then I mix it with my protein powder and raspberries and yogurt and that literally tastes like an ambrosia. Like I don't know if you know what type of dessert that is, but yeah, you just, I don't know, you start imagining that your prep food is some sort of like glorious dessert when you're late in prep. <laughs> Yeah, and then the first meal after a show is always the best food you've ever had in your entire life. Oh, my God. What is your go-to? Like, what would be something that you go to after after a show? Honestly, my go-to is always my Coke Zero. <laughs> really? <laughs> and protein bars. Even it's so funny because my mom knew that. And she would literally, so cute, she would, like, collect protein bars oh. for me for after the shows. Oh, I love it. So um, is there any particular brand that you'd recommend? I suppose, I suppose it's European. No. Just anything no. you can get your hands on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I started that whole trend after um, competing at the Arnold's and having the expo with all the bars. Oh. But I love protein bars for me. It's, it's like the 
I don't have any at home because it's a trigger food. Fascinating. Because they're quite high in calories, aren't they? Like, even though they are. Yeah, they can be. uh, Yeah, they're impressive, though. Like, I had one the other day and it was like 40 grams of protein. I was like, how is that fitted into this tiny little bar? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What about, um, is there anything you would change about how the shows are run? Like, obviously, you'd probably want them more organized, like you said. Like, maybe specific times? Um, well, no, not really. But I really liked um, how, I like big stages with loud music and a lot of lights. So I like the whole, like, show, like, showcasing the shows. So having... Having it be like an event or an expo with it. I like that. Amazing. And the last listener question. So how does your cardio look like in terms of the machines you use? Do you use the same machines or do you switch them up during prep? Um, yeah, okay, so as far as lists, um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is Liz. Yeah. Um, I like Stairmaster or Incline Walk. Just because for me, you know, my biggest weakness are the glutes, or were the glutes. I actually, they've been growing, so I'm happy with it. Awesome. But, yay. Um, I, yay. <laughs> All that work, also not for like nothing. I'm doing my cardio outside, so I go on walks, like speed walk, or I run stairs outside. Which is kind of, I can recommend that. Running stairs outside is a lot more enjoyable than Stairmaster. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, I find the time passes as well, like when you're outside enjoying nature. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. And I'm mindful of how long I'm keeping you, so I'll get through these questions quickly. But what about genetics? Like, how do you, do you feel like these play like a massive part in order to be at the top? Yes. Especially now that the level of competition is so high, I think it they play in a huge role. Having a small waist and having broad shoulders for a bikini. Yeah. You can add the muscle to the glutes. You can add the muscle to the, the delts. You can you can get your legs toned. You can get your arms toned. But having a small waist and the, like, you know, the broad collarbones, that's genetically given. Absolutely, yeah. What about like the shape of bikini? Like, where do you see that see that going? Do you see it changing at all, or are we sort of are we capped out? Well, I I studied the sport quite a bit, and looking back at like Miss Olympia two thousand fourteen and how Issa Bikini looks, it's changed so much. <clears throat> so I don't know how it will change more because it's gotten more muscular and drier and more more to the extreme where it's like you know big bigger backs as well and smaller waists i'm i'm interested to see where it's going i love the look how it's more athletic than it used to be but i'm not sure where it will go what do you feel she looks crazy already right so i'm like what can be done to be even better I know, it's almost cartoonish, like it's just the most yeah. perfect, like, physique. I'm just like, ah. It's amazing, it's like, wow. I know, how could we compete with that? It's just, yeah, I mean, and she's also, yeah. there's no one, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> there's no one sort of with her shape either, like, she's very individual and like, sort of, I don't know how anyone actually will compete against her. Um, there's one young girl from, I think it's Team Prophecy, she's American, ah. she's a black girl, what's her name? Uh, 
She kind of has the same frame, I think. Uh, maybe you can message it through, I and I'll know. add it. I'll add it in the show yeah, notes I will. after. I will. I will. Brilliant. And what about, so you obviously, um, the look of bikini, you've always felt like you're not fighting it, like you enjoy the look of bikini or have you ever felt like, oh, I don't want to get my back too big or or do you really like the look of bikini and where it's going? Well, I don't, yeah, that's kind of like, it's changed so much and I like the lean and smaller and athletic look and having to have like a broader back I don't really appreciate that. Yeah. And I also don't want to get my legs any bigger. Sure. So uh, depending on where it goes, I don't know if I'll still like the look of bikini. Yeah. But for me, it's always like, I mean, I find bodybuilders beautiful too. It's just maybe not for me. Yes. I love figure. For me. I like, actually, I think figure is the nicest female um, uh, body to look at on stage. But I wouldn't want to look like a figure competitor for myself just because I don't think it will fit my my body or my personality in, in a way. Yes. Yes, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel um, similar to that. Like I, when I first started um, training, I've always hated because I've got swimmer shoulders and it's fun. Like I never, ever train shoulders. So it's really interesting now for me to train shoulders and I actually, for the first time in my life, actually appreciate them. But... Yeah. yeah, I know that I had. I was like told, "Oh, you, you're so broad up top," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like that." And for bodybuilding, it's great. I know. Yes, I've always had throughout my life. Are you a swimmer? So yeah. So finally, yeah, same. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I've got these tiny little hips." Gymnast. Yes, I was a gymnast as well. Yeah. So yeah, we have similar physiques in that respect. Yeah. I guess like the upside yeah. down triangle, like yeah. broad at the top. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I used to ask my mom, I'm like, what if I ever have kids? Aren't my hips too small? Well, She's like, no, don't worry. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I mean, I don't want to say worry, but I had to have a C-section. So I definitely, I remember my mum looked oh. at my... <laughs> Honestly, after 38 hours of trying, like my, my mother was right. She was like, there is no chance there is a baby. <laughs> so, yeah. I will reach out to you once I exactly. find out. Exactly. Honestly, I won't, I won't bore the listeners with it, but literally the midwife after 38 hours, she's like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go home now. I was like, why are you leaving me? Like, no. she was, <laughs> I think I was one of the longest people trying. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so your yeah, small hips don't help childbirth. <laughs> But yeah, but um, we have the, the physique. Exactly. Yes. So, le- what about your long-term um, um, goals with competing, Carmen? Like, is there anything that you want to achieve? Like, we, did you want to ever go to the Olympia? Like, was that the main goal? Um. Yes, it was. But I, it kind of changed now. Yeah. I'm not sure. For me, right <laughs> now, at this point in my life, I'm gonna say my biggest goal is to be the best coach. Yeah. Can be. So that's for lifestyle clients and bodybuilding clients. And I'm also not sure how it's going to turn out with me, if I'm ever going to compete again or not. But with where I'm at right now, I'm super happy and coaching myself feels good. Yeah. And that's maybe something that I want to say to the listeners too. You, you're always doing this for yourself. Even when we try to, you know go after the guidelines that our coaches give us or try to improve upon a judge's feedback. Don't ever lose sight of what your body and your mind are telling yourself. Because in the end, we do this sport for us because 
nobody like you can't earn a you can earn a living if you use the sport in the right ways and promote yourself in the right ways of course but like in the end you get a trophy or a medal or a little bit of prize money but what you do with your body is always your own choice amazing that's such great advice and what about uh, maybe some advice for longevity in the sport don't binge eat after shows yeah. I've never done it but I've seen people do it and I just think it's it destroys you and don't let it get to your head too much. Yeah. So I'm very perfectionist. And, you know, I used to get so hung up on coaches or judges' feedback. when it's like, it's like if someone tells you, oh, you, your rib cage is too big or your waist isn't small enough or you need to grow your glutes. They criticize you for your physique. And I think females tend to take that personal or really get hung up on, on the critique where it's like it's a tiny thing if you're happy within yourself it it's it's all good it's just something you can work on amazing and before I let you go I'm going to ask you because you've worked with Sean's Couture has she ever recommended bikini colors for certain sort of like hair colors or skin tones like um yes so I actually asked I'm blonde yeah and I asked her what she would recommend me and I think she said well, she was. We were gonna go with purple for this year or oh. whatever show. If I'm gonna do another show, I would do one with purple. Um, I've competed in green, blue, um, like a dark blue, a light and red, and I liked all of them. But I think for, <laughs> I think blue would go well if you have blue eyes, just because yeah. they pop more. Um, blondes go well with green purple or red and then for uh, darker hair girls I mean red and green probably go with it as well so honestly it's in the end it's more more or less the same colors yeah absolutely but just like the the basic ones so honestly look at the the Olympia girls what colors they're wearing and then see what goes well with your um with your tan and your eyes and hair colors. Oh, I love that. So before I let you go, let's just talk briefly about your coaching. So you obviously are training girls lifestyle and for prep, is that right? Or Yeah, actually girls and guys. So awesome. I do have um uh online coaching business that I'm growing right now, which is really cool because I've helped a lot of people transform and it's so for me, this is the most rewarding thing that I've done with fitness. It's helping other people achieve their goals, and then they call and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy!" Or they send you pictures. Yeah. Um. So I really like that, and I do offer posing classes and private coaching, personal training as well. Brilliant. And do you prefer the online or the face to face? I prefer online. Yeah. I prefer online because it's just you have a bigger reach. Yeah. And. For me, it's it's just easier to do with working as well. Absolutely. And where is the best place for the ladies to reach out for for that coaching? Um, Instagram, probably. So my Instagram is Carmen underscore Anna with an H at the end. And they can just DM me. Amazing. And I will put that in the show notes. So thank you Perfect. so much, you Carmen. So much. This was so much fun. And I know the girls are going to absolutely love this. There was so much information oh, in that. I remember the name from the 
girl that I was talking about. It's the Rasha Hill. Dura- oh, yes, yes, I did a yes. posing lesson. She has the most incredible physique and posing style. She has style. crazy physique like Issa as well. Yes. Oh, my, yes, I think she was with Paul Revelia from, is that right, Paul um, Revelia, I think. Um, anyway, yes, I'll put that in the show notes yeah. for the girls to have a look. But, yes, thank you so much, lovely. Thank and you so much. You're welcome. And, yes, I'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Cool. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.